All right, this is not going to be a long announcement. I want you all to know that I, I still have raffle tickets. So if anybody would like a raffle ticket, raise your hand and we'll get to you. Uh, for those who may not know, it's one for five, <clears throat> one for five or five for 20. So 20 is a good deal. But uh, if you want one, raise your hand now, please. Hold on. We're getting to the people with their hands up. They're one ticket for $5 or five for 20. 50-50. It's a 50-50 raffle. Okay, we're, we're just hunting up a pen. Hang on. <laughs> Don't give Like Marjorie says, it's never too late. Oh, is that Renee? Yeah. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Uh, You're going to do something else for lunch? Well, because there's a traffic meeting up there at 1650. I was supposed to be at the Just, uh, just a kind of a level set for you guys, if I can have your attention for just a moment. I'm thinking that uh, everybody who's here for the lunch is probably going to be here for the seminar as well. So I was considering not going around the tables right now, but waiting until the seminar began. Is that, is that a good plan, or are a lot of people going to leave after lunch? Who's leaving right after lunch? Who? Who is leaving at, right after lunch? Oh, Guillermo. How are you? Okay, so Guillermo's... Pam Metz is going to leave after lunch? All right. Anybody else? I understand that. So I guess we can go around twice. Well, you can't hear me because people are not paying attention. Let's have order, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, come on, come on. Settle down. Quit talking. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I still hear talking and plenty of it. Come on now. Let's have order. I don't have a gavel in my hand, but I can pound the microphone on the table. But, uh, okay, so let's have your attention. Who, I, I, Guillermo is leaving after lunch. Pam Metz is leaving after lunch. Who, let's have order. Come on, guys, down at the other end of the room. Be quiet. I asked for order. I shouldn't have to. Who else is leaving after lunch? Margaret Johnson. Hello, Margaret. Haven't seen you for years. Who else is leaving after lunch? Charles. Okay, okay. Welcome. I'm sorry you're leaving. We need you. <laughs> All right, all right. You're coming back. And what is your name again? Suzanne. Suzanne. Very good. Very good. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. So let's enjoy our lunch. I won't ask you to come to order again until the, the seminar begins. And uh, 
I'll pro we're eating a little bit late, so we'll probably begin about five minutes late. And at that time, I will announce the continuing education number for those of you who are here for continuing education credit, okay? Welcome, one and all. Great to have you here. Thank you for your support of ACB Diabetics in Action. We might still have one or two or five raffle tickets, or ten, I don't know. <laughs> but Donna is doing yeoman service, and she'll, she'll catch you if you just raise your hand or... You know, I'll, I'll ask in a little bit in case somebody changes their mind or whatever. But again, thank you all for coming. Wonderful to have you. And we'll begin a little bit after 1.15, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Chris Gray, and I'm the first vice president of ACB Diabetics in Action. Chris Gray. Hey, Chris, I'm here, by the way. Sorry, I just got here late. Oh, hey, Jeff. We didn't, we didn't go around yet. We'll wait for the oh, seminar. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. All righty, enjoy your lunch. We're very pleased to have someone that uh, I met through uh, a series of odd circumstances. Many of you may remember a good friend of ours, Jeremy Rose. And he worked for a company who sold a blood glucose meter, which is no longer available. But he came to our meetings a few times and was very kind to ACBDA providing free meters to people and, and just really working things out. Well, Jeremy landed earlier this year at Prodigy. You all know who Prodigy is. He tells me that Prodigy has made huge strides forward in their quality control. He thinks they're doing a lot better, so I'll just leave you with that thought. But he introduced me to some people in a company called Advanced Diabetes Supplies. And I think they're going to become tremendous friends of ACB Diabetics in Action. They showed a lot of interest immediately, and I got hooked up with the regional manager for the company. His name is Mike Carmody, and I give you him now. Mike? Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you. I'm going to see if I can pull this out of here for a sec. There we go. Yes, sir. Thanks everybody for having me today. It's, it's an honor to be here and I uh, hope everybody enjoyed their lunch. And uh, I'm certainly going to do all that I can for the next 30 minutes to make sure everybody stays awake after lunch and uh, let you know a little bit about uh, advanced diabetes supply, like Chris said. And then also um, kind of get into a little bit about continuous glucose monitors, which, you know, as opposed to the, the normal glucometers, uh, the CGM market is really expanding um, over the last couple of years, which is fantastic, and I think it's great for uh, your community and, and for diabetics in general. It's, it's um, a really neat advancement. Um, along with that, uh, I wanted to let you know about Medicare Part B, who does cover continuous glucose monitors, and some of the rules that are around there. So if you do go to your uh, primary care physician or if you go to your endocrinologist, um, you'll already know if you're qualified or not uh, to have Medicare cover this for you. Uh, and then finally, I'll tell you a little bit about, you know, should you want to um, go down the road of, of purchasing uh, a continuous glucose monitor, you know, how my company goes about making it as easy as possible for all of our patients. Um, you know, the number one thing that we're concerned about is 
uh, making sure that our patients are, are well taken care of and that there's constant communication throughout the entire process of bringing you up to speed on the CGM and then also having those refills each month for the sensors that are required. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, that agenda is, is um, you know, something that you guys are going to be interested in. I think I have about 30 minutes, so um, it's 1.30 right now, so we'll, we'll get to right around 2. Please, at any time, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, do not hesitate to ask. I'd be more than happy to have this as an open forum. Um, so without further ado, if there aren't any questions, I'm going to hop into Advanced Diabetes Supply and give you a little bit of background on our company. Is that okay? Oh, yes, ma'am. not have any handouts right now, but uh, I do have our toll-free phone number, and then I can also give you our, our website information as well, but I don't have any handouts, unfortunately. Okay. So, Advanced Diabetes Supply. Um, we're a company that's based out of Carlsbad, California. We started about 16 years ago. There's two gentlemen, Tim Cady and, and Mark Howard, who founded the company in a little 700 square foot uh, retail space in Carlsbad, and since then, um, we have grown to 265 people in the company. We're a national mail order diabetic supply company. So we also have a pharmacy uh, in our office, so for those folks uh, in Carlsbad and the surrounding area who want to come in and pick up their diabetic supplies, uh, they're more than welcome to come in. We're accredited just like a CVS, a, a Walgreens, a Rite Aid, Kroger, any of those pharmacies. So, you know, we certainly have to follow the same rules. There's one pretty big difference though. We only focus on diabetic supplies. We do not provide any medication. Uh, and we also do not provide any insulin. So it is solely continuous glucose monitors, insulin pumps, and glucometers along with the associated uh, supplies such as test strips, lancets, lancing devices, control solutions, things of that nature. Um, so that's a you know, pretty big difference. Um, you know, we certainly are able to ship to all 50 states uh, as well as Puerto Rico. Uh, so, you know, over that 16 year period, we've had uh, a variety of, of opportunities to, to go to all states, um, Medicare, in their infinite wisdom a couple of years ago instituted um, a new rule that uh, certain companies had to sign up for competitive bidding and we were fortunate enough to win um, that particular competition. So we were one of the uh, few companies in the country that were able to provide diabetic testing supplies to Medicare Part B patients uh, throughout the country. Fortunately, CMS has ended that program um, currently. So. You know, with the, with the 265 employees, we're constantly growing. Um, the majority of those 265 employees are on the phones daily with our patients and with the insurance companies and with the physicians. And when I go through our process of how we make sure that all of our patients are well taken care of, you'll understand why uh, we need so many people to be in, in constant communication with everyone. So I, I've been with the company for approximately three months now, um, Vice President of Pharmacy Services, 
and I've worked with the company in my old job. We hired them about seven years ago uh, to do some work for us, so I've known the owners for a long time, um, and they are truly the uh, diabetic supply Medicare experts in this country. Any questions about advanced diabetes supply to start? Yes, ma'am. Um, we're just a supply company. We're not a manufacturer. So I would certainly think that there is one coming. I couldn't tell you right off the bat, you know, if, if there is one right now. We do work with Omnipod, who's, um, you know, one of our, our biggest ones. Sure. Her question was, um, are there um, insulin pumps that will be um, voice controlled coming out? And my response was, you know, unfortunately we're not a manufacturer. We, we receive the supplies and then we distribute them. And yes ma'am, in the, in the middle of the back, yes ma'am. I will, that's on my, one of the last things I'll be given, so everybody, I'm going to keep you around for the 30 minutes and then give you the phone number. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, that's an excellent question, Chris. So his, his question was, is there a reason we have not gotten into selling insulin yet? Um, we have, again, you know, our main focus really is on Medicare Part B, and quite honestly, uh, Medicare Part B does not reimburse um, at an even level for insulin. Anytime that a pharmacy actually uh, distributes insulin, they are losing money through Medicare Part B, a substantial amount. I can tell you one of the national chains lost $1.6 million last year. Uh, yes, so in my former, my former life, um, for about 15 years, I worked directly with all the national chains in pharmacy, focused specifically on Medicare Part B and diabetic supplies. And at, at, at my company, um, the majority of pharmacy chains around the country block uh, the ability for their pharmacies to bill to Medicare Part B for insulin because it is such a loss on their on their books. You're not going to find that at a Walgreens or a CVS. They're going to it's going to be more of a loss leader for them. Um, but since um, you know, recently, uh, I think it's Eli Lilly came out with their Hemolog, their generic uh, insulin, that actually will get you even if you are to distribute that. So I think you will start seeing more pharmacies that you have access to to purchase your insulin. And Chris, to make a long story short there, um, it is something we're considering for the new generic Hemolog, to be honest. Sure. Okay, so next I'd kind of like to get into continuous glucose monitors and, you know, who's in the space, what do they do, um, and, and what are the benefits. So I'm just going to ask a, yeah, a quick question of everybody here, if you could raise your hands. Is there anyone today who wears a continuous glucose monitor? Okay, so we have about six to seven people. Excellent. Um, so I think you guys, you know, will be certainly great uh, advocates for, for these devices. Um, for those of you who, who do not, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on who's in the space uh, and then also what they do and, you know, what the benefits are. Um, so right now, uh, continuous glucose monitors, when I ask my 
uh, our two co-founders, you know, hey, what is, what's the most exciting thing going on in the diabetic industry? They said, without a doubt, in their 30 years in the industry, uh, continuous glucose monitors are the most transformational technology that they have seen in, in that time period. And you have two major players. The original uh, company who started this was a company called Dexcom, D-E-X-C-O-M. They're based out of San Diego. And they're now on their sixth version, uh, their G6 is what they call it, God bless you, um, of, of their CGMs. Recently, uh, another company named Abbott had introduced uh, their Libre. And they're two very different um, CGMs. Each has its own benefits and is somewhat tailored to specific needs. So, you know, for those patients who are on insulin, um, you know, one might be better than, than the other. Uh, those who are not on insulin, it may be a little bit easier for, for you to have one as opposed to the other as well. There's a significant cost difference between the two. Dexcom certainly has a much higher price um, if you were to buy it by cash than the Abbott Libre does. But the Dexcom also has a lot more bells and whistles um, than, than the Libre does. They each made some very interesting um, advancements lately. Um, you know, the most important one being, I think, the, uh, the ability to have the um, you know, text-to-voice capabilities. So each one, you're able to download their app on your phone. Doesn't matter if you have an Android. Doesn't matter if you have a, an Apple uh, iPhone and iOS. Uh, either one, you're able to take the phone and you have a sensor on your left shoulder or your right shoulder, depending on if you're left-handed or right-handed, and you simply scan over that sensor, and it's going to let you know exactly you know, what your blood glucose level is. Now, the one trick about that is those sensors are subcutaneous, so any reading that you get is actually about a 30-minute delay. So when I trained with uh, our company, Back in March, um, you know, my president asked that I put on I put on the Libre and, and learn about it and give it a test drive. I said sure. Uh, I learned a lot of things. First of all, I'm, I'm beyond paranoid of needles. It's uh, snakes and needles. I am scared to death of. So the irony that I work for a diabetic supply company is not lost on me. <laughs> so originally, I thought with the Libre. You know, I was looking at it online. I thought, oh, well, it just has this little adhesive and it just sticks on your arm and, you know, nothing goes into you. I was like, oh, this is just amazing technology. I wonder how they're actually reading what your blood sugar level is without anything going into your arm. Until I'm in my president's office and our CEO is there and they're like, oh, no, there's, there's a little filament. It's about the size of one of your toothbrush bristles. I mean, it's super small. It's very fine. And next thing you know, I have our, our customer support manager coming up ready to put this thing on me. And I'm like, wait a second, I didn't know there was a needle in there. The CEO, he's sitting in his chair, he backs up, he's like, I need to get away. There's going to be blood everywhere. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, they got it on video too, the whole thing. I turned pale as a ghost. And the next thing you know, in two seconds, boom, it's on. I didn't feel anything. It felt like one of my six-year-old twin boys just punched me in the arm lightly real quick. And that was it. So I felt silly about it. And immediately, I become obsessed with this. 
literally every hour for the next two weeks, because Libres are 14-day sensors. You have to change them out after 14 days. It'll let you know. It'll give you a countdown how much time is left before it's not active any longer. Every hour on the hour, I'm scanning to see you know, what my blood sugar level is. I learned all sorts of things. I learned that pizza is the worst thing for me, for blood sugar. I had no idea. It was just beyond sad. <laughs> but it goes through the roof when I eat pizza. I learned that exercise is actually very good. Um, so when it was all said and done, I, I ended up learning that I'm two points into the pre-diabetic range. And I ended up calling my doctor. I've been seeing Dr. Daly for 14 years now. And I called her. She knows my phobia of, of needles and all this. She's like, you did what? And you got what on you? And I said, listen, everything you've been saying for 14 years, I got to tell you, you're actually right. She's like, oh, gee, thanks. And I was like, I actually have some data to back all this stuff up. Exercise, good. Pizza, not so good. OK. And she got a big kick out of it. But you know, for somebody like me, you know, learning all this, and you know, I, you know, fortunate enough didn't have to, you know, prick my finger every single day, four times a day, five times a day. You know, just still, you learn so much about your body than you would just having to do your your normal finger sticks, and obviously, it's a heck of a lot less painful. Um, the Dexcom, that's a 10-day sensor, so a little more frequently, you have to, you know, replace it. It doesn't hurt to, to just kind of peel them off and then put it right back on. I was nervous about that too. It's a tiny little pinhole. Of course, I had to wear a Band-Aid for three days after. Was, it's just my neuroses, I guess. Um, but you know, the whole time on your phone, or it does come with a receiver, but that's not um, text-to-talk type thing or text-to-voice. You really want to have that app downloaded onto your phone for either one of the products. Um, but you know, it shows you and tells you, you know, what your ranges are over an eight-hour period. It stores the information for up to 90 days. So when you're going into your endocrinology office or your primary care physician, you bring in the glucometer, or, or pardon me, the CGM, and they download all the information. There's no need for testing logs or anything like that. So it's a, they are fantastic products, without a doubt. Um, so, iPhone or Android, either one. They're both. They're both set. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the first question for the gentleman right here. Nope. I'm coming to you next. You're up first. Okay. I was just going to say the uh, the Libre sensors. Uh, most doctors now they can tap right into the Libre view. Yep. So that's an excellent point for those that didn't hear. Libre has introduced Libre View, and doctors can get into um, you know all the data that's floating in the cloud out there, so they know exactly what your your levels are. So you don't need to bring in the uh, actual CGM device for them to download. So gentleman in the way back who has to do that.
have to worry about that. Sorry to bother you, but can you repeat the question so it gets up on the recording? There are a couple other hands. I want to say one one more thing before I get to a couple other questions here, and that is each of these uh, CGMs, they now have the ability, and, and LibreView just came on to be able to do this. You can share your blood sugar levels anytime you do your scan. You can pick up to a certain number of people. I think it's 20 for Libre and 10 for Dexcom for them to receive as soon as you scan for them to receive what those levels are which is great if you have children and you know they're type ones you know at school what's going on with their with their testing and their levels at all times but yes sir in the middle yes sir Okay, so insertion, they have a, an applicator that you literally, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, it's a um, little plastic type thing that you just literally put it up next to your arm and hit a button and just injects right in there. It's, and then to take it off, it's literally you're just peeling off a, um, a band-aid, right, basically. Pops right off. Yeah, the little, the tiny little filament, you do it slowly, you just don't rip it off. This band-aid, you kind of want to peel a little bit slow, get the adhesive parts, you know, kind of loose, and then just, it literally just pops off. Yeah, they're, they're very sturdy. You can get adhesives to put on top of it. No, I didn't either. I, I hit it with a bar of soap multiple times, it didn't fall off. You can go swimming with it for up to 45 minutes. I mean, everything, they are very sturdy. Yeah, that's it. Well, I, at 45 minutes at a time is what it is. That's what it says on their website. So I'm uh, to the uh, lady over here. Yes, ma'am. You have to go into the Libre View and have the have your husband's email address listed, and then that's going to automatically do it for you. Yes, ma'am, over here. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, Medicare Part B pays for the Libre and the Dexcom, and I'm going to get into the details of that here shortly. deciding on whether or not you want to go down the, the road of using a CGM and you're trying to decide between the Libre and the Dexcom, what would be some determining factors? And I've been working with a lot of endocrinology practices in North Carolina. I live in Asheville, North Carolina. 
and I've learned a lot about how they do their prescribing. So first of all, I am not a doctor. So you know, obviously the, the information I'm, I'm giving you is, is certainly something that you want to go over with your doctor. But the way that most of the doctors have explained it to me, how they make the determination between the two, if you are hypoglycemic, if your blood sugar is constantly going low around the 60 range or lower, a lot of the doctors are gonna prescribe you the Dexcom because the Dexcom has um, audio alerts, bells and whistles literally that go off that let you know when you're too low on your sugar. The Libre does not do that. So a lot of, so if you're hypoglycemic, you wanna go generally with the Dexcom is what doctors have, have relayed to me. As far as Libre goes, it seems to be mostly type two diabetics if you're not on insulin. Um, that seems to be really a sweet spot there for, for their group. Um, and then really the last determining factor, if you don't have Medicare Part B and maybe your insurance doesn't cover it and you're talking cash, it's gonna come down to a financial decision. The Libre is far less expensive than the Dexcom is. So those, those would really be three determining factors, but again, you would wanna go through this with, with your physician. And I think that's a good segue to go into Medicare policy. But Can I ask you a yes, yeah. So what factors do doctors take into consideration to be qualified for a CGM? So these days, anybody can be on a CGM. I, if I were diabetic, I would go in and immediately ask to be on CGM. And then it comes down to insurance coverage, okay? So, you know, this technology is for everybody. You know, if you have a pharmacy benefit that covers your, your CGM, and you know, you'd have to ask your insurance company about it, you can walk into CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, anywhere, and they will fill it as a pharmacy benefit. No problem whatsoever. If it's covered as a medical benefit or if it's covered under Medicare, then we're gonna talk about the hoops that you need to jump through. But as far as going in and talking to your doctor about it, your next visit, I would absolutely say, hey, I wanna be on a CGM because there shouldn't be anything preventing you from, from doing that. And next question over here in, in the blue shirt. Yes, ma'am. That's you. Yep. So you're right about the, the Medicare policy, and I'll, I'll certainly explain that here in just a second. As far as the apps go, yes, both companies have different types of apps for, for different things that you need. I think the Libre has it all in there, in their Libre view, which is a little bit easier to, to manage. But you know, since you did mention Medicare, and you're right, you know, with the finger sticks, it, it is difficult. So Medicare has made it somewhat difficult 
to be qualified, and I think part of the reason is financial. Um, to be honest, you know, Medicare reimburses about $250 per month for these sensors, okay? So, as opposed to a box of test strips for Medicare, which is about $8. So, obviously the government is paying very close attention and they've made some pretty stringent rules for those folks who are gonna be qualified. And those rules follow. You must be testing your blood sugar at least four times per day. In addition, you must be injecting insulin at least three times per day or be on a Medicare-covered insulin pump. And, and finally, and I, I did not make these rules. Please don't shoot the messenger on this one. You, you don't, but it, exactly. Absolutely, that is their medical director's rules. So you do need to check with your insurance. What we have found is that a lot of the Medicare Advantage plans still follow the Medicare Part B guidelines, which is why I mentioned if you have CGMs covered under your pharmacy benefit, then you're golden. There aren't any of these hoops that you have to jump through. They will run it through the system. It'll be approved and you'll be just fine. If you have Medicare Advantage, if you have like United Healthcare Commercial Medical, or if you have Medicare Part B, the odds are very great that you have to follow testing four times a day at least, injecting three times a day at least, and you have to, the medical records from your doctor must show that you are adjusting your insulin intake based on those blood glucose readings on a regular basis. Those are the three major criteria that the government has come up with in order for them to pay for this. Yes, ma'am, in the orange. So they, you're, you're correct. That is the Medicare policy for test strips. Um, however, if the medical records show that you are testing four times a day or five times a day or more, then you can receive the additional boxes of test strips on a monthly basis. There's one national company who recently said that in January that they're no longer, even if you have the medical records to support that, that they're still not going to dispense the extra amount. They will only do it up to the allowed amount. But there are plenty of pharmacies out there that will provide you with the amount of strips that, that you do need. Um, and then they do run the risk of being audited on the back end, but they'll still provide it to you and they'll, they'll end up eating the loss on that. Yes, ma'am, over here. Dexcom.
So you're asking cash price. Right. Okay. I can give you our cash prices. Now it may differ at, um, you know, at different pharmacies. Exactly. Right. So let me start with the Libre. The Libre for our cash prices, to get the actual receiver, that's $96 one time, one time purchase. Okay. And then to get the sensors, they're 14 day sensors. So you need to get two per month. The first month we provide a third one as well. Um, the sensors are $66 per sensor. So after that, so that first month you're probably looking around 220 something dollars, uh -huh. and then after that, you know, you're looking at around 122 something of that nature. On a, every what? Three months? Every, every month. Every month. Oh, because you get you get three cents, so when you take, every two weeks. Every 14 oh, days. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Yep. So that's that's the Libre. Uh -huh. Now this is the Dexcom. <laughs> so for their newest, well, for the. <laughs> so for the G5 or G6 receiver, it's $520. Then you also need to have a transmitter, and you get two transmitters that will last six months, and that combined price for the six months is $675. And then on a monthly basis, well, for, the, for Dexcom, they're 10-day sensors, and those sensors are $325 per piece. I kind of liken it to the Dexcom's a Ferrari and the the Libre is a, a, a Mercedes. So what I would like to explain, so we have gone through the Medicare policy. Um, there's obviously nobody's happy about it. We're not either. You understand how difficult it is. Um, you know, in addition to that, they also want you to provide test strips, lancets, lancing devices, which we do include for free on each shipment that we do send out. Um, and if you are using the Libre, we're the only company who actually provides the Neo test strips as well. Because with the Libre, the CGM receiver itself is also a glucometer. So we provide the actual test strips that go into the, um, into the Abbott uh, CGM. So you don't have to have a separate glucometer and have multiple devices at the same time. We try to make it as simple as possible. Does that talk? No, not acceptable. No, that isn't. You have to do that through your phone. Exactly. So... Well, with, if, it, if you are Medicare, you do have to buy the receiver originally in order for them to cover the sensors thereafter. But, yep. But you can then move to using your phone on a, on a regular basis. So if you were to use our company, which you know, we are one of the leading uh, diabetic supply companies in the country, what would happen is you would go to your physician's office. Um, they would send us the prescription, and I'll give you the phone number that they could contact us and also there's email and, and fax. They know how to know how to get a hold of us. But um, what would happen is within 24 hours of us receiving the prescription, we would reach out to you 
to get your demographic information, um, get your insurance information, and then ask you those two key questions if you're a Medicare Part B um, patient. And that's if you're testing four times a day or more, or if you're injecting three times a day or more, or if you're on a pump. Once we go through that process, we then have different teams that reach out to your insurance. So we'll verify that you do have the insurance that you mentioned, that the CGM is covered. We will find out if you have any supplemental insurance, any tertiary insurance. We will find out if you have any deductible amount left, and we will find out what your copay is. And within 48 hours, we will call you back, and we will let you know all of that information and how it panned out. We'll let you be able to understand what your projected spend would be. If it's, if it's Medicare Part B and you have supplemental insurance, you're not paying a dime for this, as long as you qualify. Um, if you are uh, Medicare Part B qualified and you don't have supplemental insurance, you're paying about $50 per month out of pocket for the sensors. Okay? Also, simultaneously, we're reaching back out to your physician to obtain the medical records to help support this and also make sure that the prescription is Medicare compliant as well. Once we have all of these put together, we then reach out to you one final time to gain your authorization to go ahead and ship the um, CGM package to your, to your home. And then 14 days before your last sensor is about to expire, we'll reach out to you again to remind you that, hey, you know, you're, you're about to run out of your 14-day sensor and gain your authorization each month to resubmit that, that claim. Medicare does not allow for automatic refills, so we do need to get your authorization. And that can be by text, by phone, or by email. And we would ask you during that initial intake phase what your preference is. And then the final piece is per Medicare policy, you do need to go into your doctor every six months uh, to have your uh, medical records updated and be checked. And if we have noticed, because we reach out every six months to get the updated medical records um, per CMS policy, if you have not gone, we'll send you a reminder that it's time to go and visit your, your physician so you can uh, follow the Medicare compliance. So, you know, with all of that, um, you know, obviously the government has not made it easy, but, you know, what we try to do is provide you with as much communication throughout the entire process to let you know exactly where you stand, exactly what we're doing. We'll keep you updated on a, on a two to three day basis until everything's been finalized. And the final thing that I'd like to share is, is our toll-free number. Um, you can call at any time to ask any questions that you like. Um, they are based out of, like I said, Carlsbad, California, but we have folks there at 6 in the morning Pacific time, and they're there until 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, so 8 o'clock Eastern. And that phone number is 866-422-4866. It is on our website. Uh, it is advanceddiabetesupply.com. Absolutely. I have them all right here. And honestly, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be sitting here watching the rest of the, um, the presentations today, and I will be at the mixer as well. So I'd be more than happy to answer any individual questions. That, yeah. sure. sure, I'll repeat it, and then Sarah will take your question in the blue shirt here. The phone number again is 866-422-4866. And sir in the blue. Okay, so 
Absolutely. So when we would receive that prescription, we would call you uh, within the 24 hours, like I said, our intake team, and they would go through, they would ask you those questions. You already know the answers, so you would probably say, hey, don't bother with the questions. I'm, I'm here to pay cash. And they would explain what that process is for you. And probably within two days, you'll have your, you'll have your CGM. <laughs> Yes, we do. We we provide both Dexcom and Libre, so we're we're like Switzerland. We're, we're we don't play favorites. Chris, yes sir. single person sitting down. How about that? Okay. Nice and easy. And then one last question from anybody? No? Nope. Thank you so much. I know it was a quick half an hour with a ton of information, but I really appreciate you all um, interacting and, and uh, making this a, a fun time. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was very informative, very helpful, um, and uh, appreciate you coming here all the way from North Carolina to visit with us. And you're welcome to stay. Thank you. Um, as an aside, uh, if anybody out there has an extra book of raffle tickets, I need it <laughs> because Mike agreed to buy one, but to buy a book, but I don't have any books left. I thought I did, but I don't. And uh, so who, who's got a book they want to sell? A book of raffle tickets, that is. Okay, you want to bring it up front? Or you want to hold your hand up, Michael, come and get it? Well, one, one, one book is all he wanted right now. <laughs> He'll get to know us better. I got approached, and uh, Dee Clayton, our president, got approached to... Have our friends from IRA come and make a brief presentation. Uh, they'll try and gear it a little bit to ACB Diabetics in Action users. And I believe the person who's going to make that presentation is Paul Schrader. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. Excellent. And uh, so we're going to we're going to move to that now. And uh, Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Schrader. Where do you want me to do that from, Chris? Yeah, right here. Hey, thanks a lot. Good to uh, be with you. This is Paul Schrader with IRA. Hopefully, many of you have had a chance to try IRA here if you haven't already done so. Let's just find out how many people are currently using IRA as explorers. You've got a subscription, you're using it. Any round of applause? Okay. You're welcome. Who's tried it here for the first time this week? Excellent.
Excellent. Yeah, it's baptism under fire here because uh, <laughs> a lot of zones have cell phone issues, I know, and there's been a lot of uh, uh, cluster on the on the cell network as well. So it's been a it's been a fun challenge to watch. Um, so we've we've had Ira available for consumer subscription for a couple of years. We've gone through, as some of you know who have been with us for a while, a couple of different iterations of what we offer, starting with Google Glass, and we went to off-the-shelf product called Austria, uh, which which what we codenamed it. Um, and now we offer a different hardware if people want to subscribe to that. Um, of course, the many individuals simply use their phone to access IRA using the phone camera. I wanted to come and say a word to ACBDA because I know that some people are using IRA for accessing health devices and health information. Obviously, certainly nutrition and uh, recipe management and those kinds of things are a big use case for IRA. But I also know that there are individuals who are using IRA to look at screens and devices to try to get readouts and accessibility uh, information that's not accessible to them using IRA. For those of you who don't know, if there are some, um, IRA is a service that uses a smartphone, a cell phone, either Android or iPhone, uh, connected, you, you, connecting that phone via the IRA, A-I-R-A app, to a sighted assistant. We train our agents, we pay our agents, we carefully background check our agents, and we hold our agents to a high confidentiality standard, making them sign uh, that what they do at IRA stays in, inside, uh, that they don't share any of that information and obviously don't make use of that information. So we hold them to a pretty strict confidentiality pledge uh, for what they do uh, with IRA. So hopefully um, we've covered those bases. The, you should know that the sessions that you have with an agent, uh, once you're done with the session, once you hit end, uh, that information all goes away. So the agent doesn't have any record of what you just did uh, together, and actually neither do you, except if you ask the agent to take a picture and share it with you. So for example, you could have the agent take pictures of results or other health information if you wanted to share that with others uh, to, to provide information that way. That is certainly an option that you could do. But otherwise, the information from your session with an agent uh, is gone when you end the session. Now there is, um, for those of you who might be curious to know, um, IRA does maintain those videos uh, for the purpose of checking if we ever need to, and that's under strict management control, and also for the purpose of potentially training to create automated agents. Because one of the things that we would love to be able to do, particularly relevant, I think, for accessing health technology, is to see how much of that could be automated and so making it that much easier to access information quickly and conveniently. Um, last thing I'll note is that IRA, of course, is available 24-7, so if you want to uh, be doing activities in the middle of the night, you're more than welcome to do that. Where you need access to visual information, we have agents available uh, around the clock who can provide that assistance. Let me stop, because I did uh, promise Chris I would keep it brief. I'll see if there's any questions, and I'm also curious if there's anyone who's wants to share that they have used IRA and what your experience has been to uh, uh, perhaps uh, look at pumps or meters or other uh, issues uh, where you needed access to visual information. Can you subscribe? Can you subscribe? Yes. Um, and in fact, um, there's two ways to do that. One is you can come over to our booth, which is 9 and 10 in the exhibit hall. 
um, or I can give an 800 number. I'm going to go ahead and give that. Um, so I'll say, uh, I'll wait another second, let you get notes if you want to take this down. Um, this 800 number is, is an easy way to get a hold of IRA anytime for either subscription or tech support. Um, and it's 1-800, so 1-800-835-1934. So that's 1-800-835-1934. And again, if for any reason you missed that, I'll be at the back of the room for a minute or two, and you can come over and see us at the IRA booth. So we have uh, questions about how long the subscription is good for. Um, so what we do is you subscribe for a certain number of minutes per month. Um, our introductory plan is 30 minutes a month. We do have uh, plans that go up to 120 or even 300 minutes a month, um, depending on the price. The introductory plan starts at $29 a month. And as you might have heard, and I suspect this could be of value to folks in this room, Ira will be offering a free tariff service in the fall. So there will be some number of free calls on a daily basis to IRA uh, to get uh, visual assistance. Now we don't know all of the details of that yet, we just know that we're going to do it and we're working on the pricing and parameters, uh, or I should say the parameters because it will be free. Uh, we will still have plans available for those of you who know you need more minutes than we'll plan that we'll provide for free. Uh, but there will be free service. And I suspect, again, if what you need is a quick visual check uh, on some, some readouts or technology, um, you might be able to use the free service and that would be uh, sufficient for your needs. You can use IRA through your phone, as I mentioned, so just using your phone camera and holding up your camera, uh, either by hand or putting it in a uh, stationary device or, uh, or, a, or a lanyard type device. Or, of course, you can subscribe to IRA and purchase our Horizon hardware, which gives you the glasses and the hands-free uh, capability that those deliver. Um, the free service, I should say, will be first available to those who are active IRA uh, explorers or active users. And that means if you have an account, you're going to learn about the free service first. If you have used IRA and you are an active user, which means you've got the app on your phone, you've made some calls, you'll also hear about it, and you'll also have access to the free service. So um, if you haven't downloaded it here at ACB, do that first. Um, make a call or two here, so you start your active period. Uh, and then you can go to, if you want to stay active, you can go to some of our free access zones like Walgreens, um, which probably wouldn't be a bad idea to get familiar with anyway. So Walgreens provides IRA, so you can go and shop and move around and uh, get through the Walgreens, get to the pharmacy, what have you, uh, and using IRA for free, even if you're not a subscriber. Um, we got a question up yeah. here on the right, and then another one, but I'll get to yours first. Okay. Yeah. Um, when IRA creates a folder for you, because you, I've used it and I love it, um, they'll, they'll hold some information in the folder because I might need it from them again. Um, how, where is that kept in a set in a, in a Yeah, anything, uh, the question is about folders and profiles uh, that you can create or you can ask an agent to add something to your folder. That stays tied to you, so it's not available to anyone 
until you make a call and ask an agent to go and look in your profile or folder uh, for any information that you might have shared. It's a good place to share pictures of family or, or individuals that you want to track or other information that you want to save for some reason uh, to have an agent look at periodically. Um, and so those folders are available uh, only when you initiate a session. That's the only way an agent can get to them. And yeah, and I should say for those who, who follow these things, uh, we use Amazon Web Services, so it, we, we take advantage of all of their security protocols for securing our information, both the, the uh, transmission as well as the, anything that stays on servers. Uh, there was a question toward the middle left and side. That'll have to be the last one. Yeah, okay, Chris tells me this is the last one. Better be good. <laughs> Say that again. Oh, um, so the free, so the question is about free access here at the hotels. That's good as long as you're at the convention. That'll stay true through, bu, 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 I think Saturday at midnight. It might be Friday at midnight. Um, so hopefully, I mean, if you, if for some reason you're here longer, um, you, you may run out of the subscription over the weekend, uh, but we'll definitely have it turned on, uh, it, certainly until Friday at midnight, I know for sure. I can't remember if it's going on beyond that. Um, it might be through Saturday. And Rochester Airport is an airport, uh, is an IRAT airport, so you're free to use it there. Several other airports that you might run across are also IRAT airports, so you can certainly use IRAT for free at those locations. Um, but Chris, thanks a lot for letting me have a little bit of time. We'd love to talk to you further at the booth and love to see some or hear about some experiences that you're having uh, using IRAT, good or bad, with your health management. Uh, because it's an area that I believe is very important and one that I'm very excited about seeing uh, much more coverage and availability of IRA to help with. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, sir. All right, I promised to buy a couple tickets, though, so who can I buy them from? All right. Who would like to sell a couple of raffle tickets? Paul, oh, they're, they're one for five or five for 20? I, I, I'll do two. Uh, You'll do two. All right. Somebody raise your hand who wants to sell two tickets. I had all those tickets. I got them in the mail from Danette. It never occurred to me that I'd sell them and, and not have them here. Well, see, Chris, you're just too good a salesperson. Yeah, I learned it from a master, Paul. All right. This brings us now to uh, the third item on our agenda, our third program item. I'm going to need your attention now. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a lot of talking for, the, for some of the presentations, and, and that, that needs not to happen. Uh, we, we need to be courteous, but if some of you are talking, as you continue to do, as you continue to do, other people are not going to be able to hear the presentations, and that isn't fair, okay? So please be courteous and uh, quiet. <laughs> The third part of our agenda, and I know we're running a little bit late, so I will uh, announce shortly after 2.30 the closing continuing education number. I hope you'll stay after that, but, but uh, I think I owe it to you to give you the number when you're supposed to get it, because maybe you have to go somewhere else. Jeff Bishop and I share the dubious distinction, perhaps, of being users of the Freestyle Libre. 
and a number of people have asked us, especially after our presentation at ACB in February, to share our own personal perceptions about Libre, our, our user experiences, and just talk to you almost like one-on-one. -on -one. And that's what we're here to do. Um, we'll talk a little bit also about ACB's initiative to make medical equipment, durable medical equipment, with an emphasis on equipment for people with diabetes, accessible, make it talk out of the box, not talk if you're lucky enough to have a cell phone. Many of you may be here, but a lot of people out in the real world, real world are not. And uh, so we're working on that. There's no reason in the world why the manufacturers of glucose meters, or CGMs, cannot make their boxes talk. I know this from my own work in the field. Uh, I have worked as a developer. I have made a freestyle freedom, 100% accessible. Uh, it, it can be done, and it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Um, so we, we take that information. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday with an attorney from Washington, D.C., and talked about some ways to enforce accessibility through the ADA. I think we're making good headway in that area, and we're going to continue to work in that area. We're leveraging our contacts with CMS and uh, Medicare in that area, and we're working on creating some groundbreaking legislation for durable medical equipment, as we did in the 21st Century Telecommunications Act for set-top boxes, TVs, and audio description uh, on television. So that's a, that's a thumbnail, but we're really here today to talk about using the Libre. Um, just to give you a couple sentences from me, and then I'll turn things over to Jeff and let him say what he wants to say. When I read about Libre before it was even introduced, I knew this was the product for me. At the time that I began using it, the Dexcom still required finger sticks for calibration. That's no longer true, but it, it was true. It made it easier for me to make a decision. And the price, you heard the prices a while ago, <laughs> um, that made it easy too, because I could pay for it out of my own pocket. I didn't want to worry about insurance and all that sort of thing. And it wasn't even on the market. So insurance was very tough to deal with at that time. I bought the 10-day system out of pocket, and I bought the strips. I'm a type 2 diabetic. Uh, I take only oral medication. And so I didn't necessarily need to have three strips a month. And what I did was I usually used a strip for the 10 days, took 10 days off, and used another strip. Once in a while, I might take 20 days off and then use another script. And that worked for me. I'm not advocating it for anybody else, but my, my diabetes was well enough under control at that time to, to make this a good option. Um, it, it really worked, and it freed me of the finger sticks, which I hated. I think most people do hate them. Well, now there's an alternative, or a real alternative, not to have to do that. And uh, it's even harder when you travel a lot, and I do travel a lot in my work, to, to have your equipment, to 
set up a station where you can, you know, have good sanitary control and and uh, and then worry about throwing things away in a proper bin and all that. It's a lot harder when you travel. So I was glad to be rid of some of that nuisance too. So uh, a word about the sensors. Uh, you know, you heard earlier today that uh, it doesn't hurt to apply them. It really doesn't. It does not. And there usually isn't any, any blood involved, which is nice. The very first time I ever put on a sensor, I bled like heck. It's never happened again. I don't know what happened that time. But uh, anyway, 99% of the time, it, it won't happen. Um, you know, and it is just like a little tap on the arm. When the sensor applies itself through a little applicator, it, it really has a lot of force behind it. And it just bangs into your arm. Well, of course, that helps the filament go into your skin the way it needs to. But then you're done. Probably the hardest thing about using the Libre for me is getting the sensor off. I mean, those things stick like crazy. Yeah, they with do. It heats in. <laughs> um, you won't hurt yourself getting it off because it will take you a minute or two to kind of work and, and move back and forth and up and down and, and get the adhesive loose. Then the sensor pops off. And I, I don't have to do anything afterwards. Uh, maybe I'll just dab it with a paper towel, but I don't even need to do that. I just do. Um, maybe it's superstition. I try to put the sensor in a different place for each application. Right. And that seems to work well for me. Uh, Never hurts being on. Uh, it is true you can use it in the shower. You can swim with it. Uh, you can bump it pretty hard with a washcloth or, or a towel when you're trying off, and and it ju just stays on. It's very sturdy. I have found that the knowledge I get and uh, the, the information that. Uh, it has given me about my blood sugar levels is very, very helpful. Uh, you know, Mike was saying earlier what about pizza. Well, you know, it seems like different people are affected different ways. Pizza is a great way to raise your blood sugar. For me, pasta is even a better way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you learn those things. And I learned also uh, because I use the reader, so I get a reading every two minutes, whether I ask for it or not. I mean, it just stores it in the, in the device. I learned that uh, on a number of <coughs> nights of the month, my blood sugar goes down into the 50s. I never knew that. I knew sometimes when I woke up, I felt really weird. I didn't know why. And uh, so that, that's helpful to know in terms of, of what's really going on. It gives you a lot of control you've never had before. Uh, I'm just delighted to be a user. And I'm so delighted that that company is going to make an accessible product before my last breath is taken, hopefully long before. Well, those are just a few things I wanted to share with you uh, to get the ball rolling. I'm sure Jeff has some things he wants to share. Sure. And Where are you at, Chris? Once, uh, I'm right here. Okay. Right ahead of you. Okay. Once he does, once he gives his initial presentation, I will give you the closing number for the continuing education. And we can then go into a question-and-answer period. I'm right back here. Okay. I'm coming around. Thank you, sir. 
Hi, everybody. All right. Well, I'm not going to, uh, you know, Chris, and uh, you've heard a lot already from a, a lot of different people, but I, I thought I would share with you um, my observations as well as um, uh, giving, giving you a demonstration of actually taking a reading with the Libre sensor itself. Now, you're brave. <laughs> yeah, well, I, ch I just checked. I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> you should have told me because I could have gotten your phone through the audio system. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> so <clears throat> a couple of things to note. I'd like to talk a little, little bit about insurance as it relates to those who are either working or who have other types of insurance that are not uh, Medicaid or Medicaid. Uh, types of insurance. Um, the only way I was able to get my sensors was because uh, we, we use Primera Blue Cross at Microsoft and they forced everyone to move to this new meter. Of course the new meter is not accessible but it's a very interesting meter. My, uh, my wife and my son use it and it's very big brother uh, if you have a low reading, they call you. You get a high reading, they call you. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're very much uh, you know into response, you know, being, being being very responsive to yeah, the types of uh, of you know readings that you're getting from the meter. It automatically uploads to the cloud, and you cannot turn it off. So I'm kind of glad that I don't have that meter. <laughs> because I don't think that's any of their business. That's between me and my physician. So I contacted the insurance company and said, look, you know, I am totally blind. I can't use this device. And they said, well, you're going to need to have your doctor write a letter. So I got my doctor to write a letter that not only talked about the inaccessibility of the meter, but also about uh, the, the extreme difficulty in finger sticks and blood placement and being able to be efficient with even you know other other meters, and they went ahead and allowed me to uh, get the Libre, and they fully funded it. So I'm lucky. I'm really really thankful for that. All right, let's talk about the sensors now. I'm going to give you a, uh, one piece of advice. At least it was for me. I when I first got the sensors, I thought I need to get something to help it stick on better. So we went on Amazon and we bought these. They, they, there's a couple different companies that sell them, but you can buy these. You know, they look like a Band-Aid and they go over the sensor and they, they, they're, you know, super glue type adhesive. And it truly is. Um, I literally ripped a pretty large portion of skin off my arm. Uh, Suffice it to say that the combination of the sensor glue and that glue was just not a good situation. So I would really encourage you not to do that unless you absolutely think that you need it because it's just really not necessary. I mean, the adhesive that they're using on the sensors is just, it, it's really, really good. All right, so let's talk about the Libre app itself. The, the app is called Libre Link. You download it uh, both for Android and iOS. Now, I have not tested it on Android, but I have been told that it is accessible. Uh, I believe that both of them have the ability, of, well, I know for sure the iOS version does, 
uh, an ability of going in and enabling text-to-speech. So even with VoiceOver enabled, it will automatically read you the glucose reading. I don't have it set that way because I sometimes will use my phone without headphones and I don't need the world to hear, your blood close is 122 or whatever. Um, now, I haven't had one of those in a very long time. Yeah, I think my highest was like 198 about three weeks ago, which scared the heck out of me. So, because I generally, my A1C is generally about six. So, let's, uh, let's go into the app here. Now, initially when you set it up, you have to create an account. It will ask you a number of questions, and then you can then uh, activate a sensor. Now, some pharmacies are still selling, still selling the 10-day sensors. Uh, but really what you want are the 14-day sensors. The difference is that the 10-day sensors take, what is it, Chris, 24 hours? Yes, yeah, 12, 20, 12. Uh, 12, yeah. 12 hours to, uh, to initially set up, and the 14-day sensors, it, it, it's one hour. So, you know, you really want to have these 14-day sensors. They last longer, it's more convenient, and all of that. And there's no real price difference either. Uh, and you'll get a, I'll show you here in a second here. I'm unlocking my phone. Hold on, I got a, um, I got a 3.4, 5-millimeter jack you can use. Oh, really? Uh, lightning? Uh, Tom's got a converter. All right. Turn off his speaker. Yep, hold on. I'm holding I'll, uh, I'll continue to talk here. The app has the ability of viewing reports. Um, that is not that accessible. Uh, the logbook is, and you can uh, and you can do that. But um, so you know, as far as reports are concerned, it's it's not the best solution uh, as far as getting data out that way. But you can definitely go through and look at your logbook in the app itself. Jeff? Yep, over here. Uh, the cable's only this long. I'll come backward and walk back. Plug it in there. No worries. Sorry, I thought we might as well just get it through. Sure, let's do that. Then people can really hear it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I think I have to pot up here. Not hearing anything yet. Sorry, guys. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Let's go ahead and announce the uh, the ending code. Okay. What is it, Chris? It's six. A is an apple. B is in Baker. Zero. D David. Okay. Six Alpha Bravo Zero. David. David. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, can you click on your phone again? I can. It is not speaking. Or it is, but it's not being out for you. Yeah, no worries. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can just do it from the speaker here. Actually, you can turn the phone up. Yeah, I can do that. Somebody didn't get the end, so I can repeat it. Six Alpha Bravo Zero so Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Oh, you open. There we go. There All right, we turn this down now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three. Double tap to open. Leave ring. All right, so 
Do you I'm want opening it? up Libre Link here. And Libre Link, slider menu on high, button. Sensor ends in eight days. So this, it tells me that my sensor ends in eight days. That's good. That's cool. Um, enough time on my convention. I didn't have to bring an extra one. Uh, <clears throat> so, so the way you take a reading is you flick to the uh, button Check here. Glucose. Button. Check glucose. And I tap on that. Hey, Michael. Ready to scan. Ready to scan. Can you Ready to scan. Oh, he walked away. I can't. Okay. Hold that mic for me. And I'm going to take a reading here. Okay. Leave like so the, the, the uh, there you go. I got it. So the the uh, the phone gives you a haptic double tap, and uh, it it and now you know voiceover will announce, um, you know that that it did something, and if you have the TTS feature enabled, it will automatically speak the glucose reading. and you actually get a little more information this way too. It tells you whether your glucose is rising or decreasing and it will tell you if it's doing that quickly or slowly so that's that's actually you know really useful information to know so let's find out what, what those mashed potatoes did to my glucose i don't know i'm a little worried remember it's about a 15 to 30 minute difference between <laughs> actual blood glucose because you know this thing uses the uh your inner thank you rick morning interstitial fluid <laughs> um in your under your skin. So, carry, carry, carry. Heading. so here is my blood glucose. Oh great, that's a sensor behind button away. Check glucose. Took too long. Ready to scan. Hold on. Ready to scan. Uh, you want me to hold the mic again? I got it under my chin. No worries. That works. I got it. Leave link. Back arrow. Button. Sorry about that. Took too long tapping. Okay. My glucose. Sensor right behind button. One hundred and three. 103. That's good. Damn. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, must have been those green beans. <laughs> okay, I'm going to unplug the phone now. There we go. Okay. Yeah. It's on the floor there. Um, a couple more. Uh, a couple more things. Um, you want to. You want to really remember that if you get a reading from the sensor that you feel is wrong, because sometimes you will, that will happen. Sometimes you may even get a bad sensor. Make sure you have a glucometer that, that you can use as a backup device that's accessible. You know, something like the Prodigy Voice or the, or the Prodigy Code, something like that. They're pretty inexpensive. You can, you can buy those off of Amazon. Uh, very inexpensively, and the strips themselves are only about, well, you can get them as cheap as like $12 for that meter without a prescription. So I really would encourage, you know, that, just to have that as a, as a backup. Um, the company is outstanding. If you, uh, if you somehow have uh, a defective device or it doesn't work after you, you know, install it, you know, on your arm, uh, you just call them. And they have two options. They can send you one in the mail, or they can give you a code. They will email you a code. You can take it to Walgreens, CVS, whatever. Uh, show them that on your iPhone screen, and the, pharma the pharmacist will hand you a new sensor over the counter, and you walk out and you go home. Well, with no questions asked. So there you go. 
All right, I think I'll hand this back to Chris, and then we'll do Q&A. Well, I'll, I'll ask you a question, Chris, sure. since you got the mic in your yeah. hand. You can repeat it. So you don't, you would not do a blood glucose test using Delivery, even though you can. I'm sorry. Sorry. Can you repeat that? So you can do a, a blood glucose test with, with the Libre. You don't do it that way? Uh, I, I, um, I, well, I do not with the, uh, the, with the meter that, that you, yeah. no, I do not. I was just wondering if it would put the reading in the log or if you just can't get to the reading at all. Um, I, I don't that know that it would show the, the reading on the iPhone itself. I know right, it puts right. it on the meter but I don't know that it shows in the actual iPhone. I've actually never done that. I mean, I, I bought the meter, came with it, I put it in a drawer and never touched it. Right. It's not accessible, so it's not something I chose to do. So the question was, can, it, can you take a, a reading with the, the inaccessible meter and have it show up you know, on the, on the iPhone? I don't know the answer. Probably not. My guess is no. Yeah, that was my, I, I didn't choose to. Any other questions? Uh, yes, I have one. Yes. Could you talk a little more about, the, you said you could go in and get the, the notebooks, Sure, it, it's just a feature in the uh, in the actual app. So you go into the menu and then there's a logbook button. And you can go in there and you can view all of the readings that you have actually taken from the sensor itself. Uh, and that is accessible. Um, so you can go through and, and, and look at all that data. And it will give you, you know, what the readings were at, at what days and times. Does that logbook information go away and replace the sensor? No, it does not. No, it does not. Nope. Everything is put up in cloud. That's the one thing that when you create the account, uh, everything goes up in the cloud. It's all very well protected, though. I mean, I did not know that they enhanced this so that you can have other people notified. That must be extremely new because uh, I need to now research that. <laughs> I don't know how to enable that yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, that's exciting because I will do that. I looked on the website last night and said up to 20 people. Yeah. Do you know where to set? Do you know where to set it up? Um, it was under the Libre uh, view. Okay. Okay. Or the Libre link. Okay. It's in the app too. Uh, I don't think it's in the app. They, ha well, they haven't had yeah. an update in that for that for ages. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll try to get something out on the email list. If you're if you're on the ACBDA email list, we'll send something out. Uh, one question, uh, Oh, that's a great question. So I researched the Dexcom, okay. and and um, I know the guy that was here said that you know uh, you could put it on your arm. Uh, from what I have been told from Dexcom users themselves, that the instructions act, and this may have changed, so I could be wrong about this. But from what I have been told, and my information is about six months old, is that you have to install that uh, in your abdomen. Um, they, they do not recommend doing it in your arm, at least that's what, what this user told me, although users are. Um, it's one of those, you know, it probably works, but it's 
not what they recommend. And I, for one, am really, really not interested in injecting that there. That just doesn't seem very appealing to me. Uh, not at all. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. That was the detracting thing. Now I will say Dexcom's got some pretty cool features. I mean, it's it's definitely pretty advanced from a technology perspective. They got push notifications and you know for for people who you, you want to be able to monitor things and all of that. I mean, it's it's really neat. I don't know though. That that abdomen thing is like uh, -uh nope, not we're not for the bishop. <laughs> no way. I agree with you. Yeah. Any other questions? All right, Chris. I think yep. I'll, uh, I'll take relinquish this control back to you, and uh, we'll take it from there. I have one little experience. Sure, here you are. But I'll take your chair. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't have the phone. Okay. There's. Uh, there's one thing I hadn't talked about, I almost forgot to talk about it, but just to mention it. It's only relevant for people who have the 10-day meter. Mm. But if you have one of those, or you have a friend who has one of those, uh, Avid Diabetes Care does offer a free upgrade. Oh, that's right. Getting yeah. the yeah. free upgrade to work is about the most painful bureaucratic process I've ever been through. I mean, it was Kafka-esque in the difficulty of making it happen. First, they said they were going to send me a meter in the mail. Then they lost the upgrade. I had to totally reapply. Yeah. Then they said they were going to send me uh, some prescription thing on the internet, and I could take it to my pharmacy. Never came. Luckily, I had printed out the, the sheet and so forth. Long story short, I talked to a lot of very ignorant people on the phone in their customer service division. And the upgrade has come the day before I left to come to convention, so I haven't even used it yet. It has come, but it took me two months to get it. So I'm not happy about that. So, so if you order a Libre for the first time now, will it come with the upgrade? If you order a Libre now, you can get the 14-day version. I don't think you can probably buy a 10-day version. And you really do want the 14 anyway. I mean, You'd be amazed at how fast 10 days goes by when it's the strip really is fast. suddenly done. And when the strip is done, it makes the decision of it's done. You don't. You can't like say, well, I'll use it for 11, maybe it'll be okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> the strip is way too smart for it's that. It's kill switch. <laughs> well, the same thing as you can't do it after the 15th one? Oh, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. I'm sure it will begin measuring the days uh, up to 14 days and quit. It does warn me, it is, you know, 24 hours before it says your strip will expire, so and so and so. And, and because I use the reader, I don't see it, but I can't make a test, so I know it's telling me something, I go find someone to read it. <laughs> so Chris, if you change it out, yeah. if you change it out, right. When you turn the meter on, it knows there's a new strip, yeah, and it asks, it, knows. You, it asks you to tap something on the reader, or probably something on your cell phone, to begin activating the new strip. Oh. Yeah. So just to yeah. clarify, Chris, because yeah. I, I was getting a little confused between the reader and the iPhone and all this stuff. Right. You choose to use that reader that Jeff was put in the yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I choose, I choose the reader for 
I asked for it or not. I understand. And, and that, yeah. that tells me some, uh, some very important stuff about my blood glucose. Um, will I convert to using a cell phone? I might. I don't know. You can do both. You can do both. So I, I'll, I'll probably end up doing both. But I didn't want to bother to download a different app for 10 and then for 14. Yada, yada, yada. It's, it's the same app for 10 and 14. Is it really the same app? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and the one thing to remember about the meter is that if you're using the meter and the iPhone, you have to make sure to take a reading on the meter every 12 hours. If not, then the data will not be synced. Really? Yes, that's correct. Wait a second. You have to take an iPhone reading every... No, no, no. The, the, no, the meter, you, yeah. you have to make sure that it, to continue it doing the sync, you have to make sure to do a reading on that meter every 12 hours oh, so at least. You, you actually use your reader. For I do not, but but if you were to do that, right. they tell you that you must take a reading at least every 12 hours to keep the synchronization between the two going. Keep them in sync. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's that's good information. The upgrade is, is I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be good. Um, in every other way. <laughs> I agree with Jeff. Abbott has been great for me for, for earlier freestyles and, and good with this. But uh, the upgrade, well, not so good. Yeah, I didn't do that. I just bought another one. Yeah, <laughs> I should have. Yeah, that was that, that was the easier path for me. If I had known what I was getting, <laughs> I would have just gone out and spent the money. Okay, other questions. Suzanne. Certain Those regulations need to change. Yeah, they're, they're awful regulations. But, you know, uh, <coughs> thanks, Mike. And, and yeah. You guys at Advanced Diabetes Supplies don't control it. We don't. But we're working on it as advocates yep. and hopefully can have some success. My, my personal view is there's no doubt about it. I think that the blood glucose meter of today will be completely obsolete in five years. Oh, easily. There's no way people are going to tolerate no. Continuing to do finger sticks and blood no. tests when they see CGMs out there and know what they are. And it's going to be the best thing for everybody because, frankly, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't always real compliant about finger sticks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, did you, did you hear it, um, that Dexcom and Apple have, uh, have announced? Uh, I know Dexcom has announced. I should be oh, careful here. Uh, Apple Watch support for Dexcom? I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Apple, Apple Watch support for Dexcom. That's interesting. Now, interesting. now I will say Apple has not announced that. Oh, Dex, okay. The CEO of Dexcom said oh. that it's coming. So and the CEO from Apple called up the Dexcom guy. And, and probably yanked him, him down off the, yeah, <laughs> smashed his face on the ground or something. 
Don't talk about that. Did I ask one more question? When of course. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I, am, I am not a pre-diabetic uh, at this point. I'm trying to watch my weight. But I'm interested in something like this for Tom. Um, and, but what, uh, what I want to know is when you do put the, put the sensor on your arm, yeah. I know you kind of rotate the, the, um, the areas, I guess. So, so I switch so arms. So I left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every two weeks, yeah, I just switch back, and I pretty much use the same spot every two weeks. It's a little larger than a quarter, and about two quarters uh, in uh, in height. Uh, it's more like a 50 cent piece. Wouldn't you say, Michael? Yeah, it's about a 50, yeah. 50 uh, cent piece. Okay. Um, and it about maybe uh, two quarters in height, if you were to stack right. two quarters on top right. of each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Once it's on your arm, you just never notice it. You never notice it. No. Oh, one, one warning. Do not go through the full body scanner in the airport with it. Do not. Oh, really? Absolutely not. You will have a dead sensor after you walk out of it. Do you tell them to, to let you go through the, uh, the, metal, detector. the metal detector? Yeah, he, he said don't, don't use the full body scanner. thing where you raise your arms up and then they you know, close the door and they do whatever they do. Well, thank you, Jeff. I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, I'd be very careful. <laughs> I ruined a sensor and they did not replace that. Because uh -huh. it says right on their website, do not do this. Really? Yes. So do not, do not do that. It, it, it stops working pretty much immediately. Wow. Yeah, it kills it. Well, well, Mike talked, you were here when Mike talked about that earlier. Yeah, I was. Yeah, well, the way you would, my decision was purely about price and purely about the fact that at that time, the Dexcom did not free you from needing to use your finger sticks for calibration. Um, there, what, in the other there thing. are a lot of people who believe that if you suffer a lot from hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, that the Libre, Libre is not necessarily a wise choice. Right. That bell alert when your blood sugar gets high and all that, you're probably okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you pretty much have to, would have to go to the restroom. I mean, to do that, and and whereas this, I mean, you just you know, it, people don't even know you're doing it. You just you know, lift your shirt up, right where your arm is, and go chunk, and you're done. It takes two seconds. Yeah, 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 it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, the only thing it doesn't go through are really puffy raincoats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is, I think, what we wanted to share anecdotally. We'll be here for a while, though. We'll, so we'll be here for a while. We'll be here for the reception, and uh, so that'll be fine. Uh, and the business meeting. One last burning question. No, 
Very good. Well, thank you all very much. Hope this was valuable to you. And I hope the, uh, the seminar this year was, was valuable to you. Yeah. And we will now end the seminar. I'll move down one chair. Okay. I'll stay up here. Hey, I'm happy with my 103. I want to keep it there. Yeah, really. What's that? Yeah. We have we have one more announcement, ladies and gentlemen. If we can uh, have your attention, Blair Stanley has dropped by from the national office, and I'm going to let her make a few remarks. Hi, everybody. It's Claire from the national office, the advocacy and outreach specialist. Um, Clark and myself just wanted to um, come by and drop by um, shortly and tell you, um, for those who went to the legislative seminar this year, the leadership uh, conference, you know, and for those who don't know, we are working very hard on this particular issue as far as um, accessible, durable medical equipment goes. And so we're really fortunate to be working with Jeff and Chris and a few other people um, to learn more about these issues. Um, we are looking at this issue from a three-pronged approach. So we're looking at potential litigation. We are trying to uh, push for some legislation. And we're also going through Health and Human Services to get some regs on the books that might help us. So all that to say, we're going to continue to work with Jeff and Chris and others. But if you guys have any suggestions or comments or things like that, we want to hear directly from you. So please come up and talk to me. I'll stay here in the room for a while. Um, you can relay any issues through Chris or Jeff and get them to us. We just really want to hear from you guys because Clark and I are totally ignorant to the diabetes community and we want to learn from you guys. So you can also email us at advocacy at acb.org. You can call us at the national office and again, you can get, Chris can connect you as well. But please come up, introduce yourself, tell me you know any stories, concerns, questions, ideas, um, anything and everything. We just want to hear directly from you guys. Great, thank you, Claire. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, thanks very much. I didn't know whether to expect you guys or not, and I really appreciate you coming by and, and saying a few words. We're going to move into the business meeting uh, fairly quickly here. And Danette, are you in the room? Yes, I am. When are we supposed to draw at the business meeting or during the reception? You guys need the business meeting recorded too. For the for the raffle. Sorry? At the mixer. At the mixer. Okay. So you guys, you got a little more time to sell your tickets. At the end of the business meeting, we will collect tickets and money. Mike Godino, are you here? I are. And are you prepared to take the money? Uh, and we're we're <laughs> treasurer's report. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you take credit cards? No credit cards. And uh, who's going to who's going to handle the stubs? Who's that? Danette. Oh, Danette. Okay, I have I have quite a few stubs up here for you, okay. and I've got some cash for Mr. Treasurer. But we'll we'll go ahead and, and uh, start the business meeting, and uh, I don't think it'll take very long. And I will tell you, in all honesty, I'm not entirely prepared to run this business meeting. I should have called Dee on the phone. Is Dee still here with us? Not 
she can run the business meeting. Why don't you? I mean, I, I don't mind doing it. I'm happy to do it. I don't want to put her on the spot if she's not prepared. But I'm not sure I'm prepared either. I mean, I, I kind of know. But. Tom, I'm moving a chair over to the table. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Danette, you're making the nominating committee report, right? Okay, good. good. Are you in a position? Mm -hmm. Say hello to the folks and run the meeting if you want. Okay. Hold on just one second. I've got an idea. I'm going to try and I'm going to see if it works. Hold on. Yeah. Items down. Rest. Hang on just a second. We're going to try something here. We're going to try and get D on here. I know she'd appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Some of you would appreciate it. I got the microphone here in my hand. Here's the microphone. Uh, no. I'm looking for the. Oh. Mixer is scheduled to begin at 4 o'clock, and right now it's like 3.45, so we have 15 minutes for a break and this and that, and uh, my thought is to pull ourselves together, pull the money and the stubs together, give people a chance, say for the first 15-20 minutes, to uh, sell more tickets, although that's probably about done, and then do the drawing. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Sounds right. Okay. Is your mixer going to be in 